0: Oh... Uh... Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Oh, yeah. That's right. You guys made it through the weekend. And now, that's right. It is now Monday, June 19th. Better known as, that's right, Rico, Juneteenth yes, today. Oh, yeah. You want to give them a little brief, brief rundown on Juneteenth, Rico? Yeah,
1: I can give it to him, man. Yeah, it's the black takeover of all High 9 news, everything. This is BET News today. Juneteenth, a.k.a. Juneteenth National Independence Day, a.k.a. Independence this day for us is a federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of enslaved Africans uh derived from June and 19th not June 10th Jason Beck Mm -hmm. but it's celebrated on the anniversary major Mm -hmm. general Gordon Granger proclaimed freedom for enslaved people in Texas in June 19th 1865. it has evolved over the years to a holiday where we celebrate black business and we support black businesses so don't get it twisted and don't let it get whitewashed
0: but you know what Hold on. And you know, what president made this a federal holiday?
1: Joe Biden signed it into law. Stop it. Stop it.
0: Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. It was put into place by President Trump. But nonetheless, it's also World Sauntering Day. It's also, yeah, National Watch Day, World Sickle Cell Day. Big shout
1: out to sickle cell anemia, man. It's a big, 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 big issue in the black community.
0: World Martini Day, National Free... B.S.D. Day for all you computer people out there. It's also National Day of Elimination of Sexual Violence Day. And hold on, you guys got to be ready for this because I thought this was just on Friday too, but apparently it's again today because I guess the weekend wasn't long enough. Today is also Las Vegas World Martini Day Giveaway Day. (laughs) Okay. And of course, why not? Because it's Monday. Give them away. It's Garfield the Cat Day, also. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. But we're going to kick it off a little bit different today. Are we going to start it off? with we starting off with you Rico we can start off with Gretchen
1: we can can start it off we can start it off man Um,
0: we're gonna start it off because we have the Juneteenth way yeah
1: we have some special guests in the room uh with us today Mm -hmm. in in Mm -hmm. honor of Juneteenth Juneteenth weekend and um a story came out last week and it's about a program that I was blessed and um uh, it was an honor to be a part of. It's called Cannabis 101. Um, a good friend of mine, a mentor in the business, Mr. Carlos Due, the CEO of Superbad Inc., black-owned cannabis, um, put together a program with, um, uh, with pv jobs out in south central where i was living and um just to speak to formerly car incarcerated folks about getting into the cannabis industry introducing them to the game and they were honored uh with the the cover story for benzinga last week that i had to roll over for this monday and get los and mary in the building with us today so we have a warm round of applause for pv jobs and super bad inc in the building As an abbreviated clap, but uh, we have uh, Carlos. Well, is an
0: abbreviated clap. Yeah! I didn't extra. hear any clap. You
1: got to be extra for for, for Juneteenth, uh, Jason. I don't I don't have an extra
0: Juneteenth button, Rico. <laughs> yes, <sir. Yeah. gasps> my sign. My sign. My my soundboard lights up in all colors, not just black colors.
1: All lives matter, right? All lives matter. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <sighs> <laughs> carlos and mary do we have a, a shot of carlos and mary so we can uh, um talk a little bit about adam is the, uh, adam is linking that in i think cannabis 101 we good yeah we good okay. all right we don't see him yet we don't see him on the screen okay okay all right carlos all right. carlos and mary can you tell us a little bit about cannabis 101 um about the program how it got started and um, this just great stuff you've been doing with the community please
2: We'll let Miss Mary kick it off, and then we'll go from there.
1: Absolutely.
3: Well, such an honor to be here on a very special day. My name is Mary Taylor, Executive Director of PV Jobs. Um, last year, PV Jobs was awarded a six million dollar grant from the BSCC. The bureau of state community corrections and this six million dollar grant was granted to us to help 350 local community residents get piped into new career opportunities we knew that with cannabis taking off in california we wanted to make sure that our population community residents coming from high poverty high crime communities in la had exposure and access to this new pathway So we took a chance, we wrote cannabis into our grant and they were um, open to it and they awarded us to be able to start one of the first cannabis training classes. And when we started thinking about the curriculum, we knew that we wanted to be a little different. We didn't wanna do the same thing that everyone else has started to do. We knew that in order for our population to really be successful in this space, they needed to have some business acumen. And so we really took a look at how we can expose individuals to the business side of cannabis. And Carlos is all about business. So when I tapped in with him, he was on board 100% and he had so many great ideas and people that he could bring to the table. And so we're just excited to start this. We actually just completed our first cohort we had 18 individuals graduate from a seven-week course. They went through 165 hours of Cannabis Business 101, yeah. and that's all to this gentleman mm-hmm. sitting to my right right here. So thank you, Carlos, for coming into this nonprofit space and bringing your private industry experience and really helping our population figure out how they can get into this cannabis space.
1: I can do thank it. you. I appreciate that.
2: Um, yeah, we just put our heads together and we figured that this is something that was very much needed and um, we, we wanted to make it work and we did. And uh, I appreciate PB Jobs, Super Bad Inc. and, you know, the, the rest of everybody that helped us out uh, from the speakers, to Rico, yourself. Um, it was it was great. And our goal is to keep on, um, keep this thing moving for the next couple of years so people can understand what we're trying to do and make sure the community is is you know having the education to understand what's out there in life and take try to take the stigma off of cannabis because we know cannabis you know the fastest growing
1: business yep. there is yep and we need more people to to understand that uh one of the things that we often see a lot of these um um you know social equity programs from state to state a lot of the failure that we see is the lack of initiative with these programs to teach folks the real side of the industry. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about how you tackled that with PV Jobs and uh, making sure the folks that are interested in getting into the industry were equipped with not just the uh, um, uh, just the flash that we see everywhere else, but also the gritty, the grimy stuff yes. um, uh, that's tied to uh, How did you tackle that?
3: Yeah, I think that's a great question, Rico. Um, as a grant writer, that's my uh, bread and butter. That's what I do. I help um, nonprofits solve problems. And when I first got into this space, as far as like learning about the cannabis space, one of the problems I kept hearing was that, yes, we have access for people in the social equity space, but once they get that access, how do they hold on to that access? How do they get those licenses and not renege on the license in the next year for the re-up? How do they continue to be able to understand the real estate aspect, the taxes aspect, the, um, all of the liability and insurance that mm-hmm. they're gonna need in order to be able to be in this space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that the best way for us to tackle this was to be able to provide all this information upfront. So instead of just walking into a space and saying, hey, I'm a cannabis um, business owner, I got in through the social equity and I'm just new to this space and like coming in brand new and green, Let's give them some background. Let's give them all of the meat and potatoes that they're really gonna need to succeed. So we really didn't focus on the plant itself. We focused on What are the taxation liabilities? What are the requirements for this license? How are you going to keep this license? What type of real estate are you going to need to have access to before you even apply for your license? A lot of people didn't even know that you had to have these things in place before applying. So that's the aspect, that's the uh, approach that we took as far as being able to bring in professionals. And LOS was able to reach out to many people in our community that have been doing this for several years and bring the experts to the table so that our students who are already interested in the plant and already interested in the cannabis space. But now they were able to ask these experts questions that some of the experts didn't even have answers to. Like our group of students were so advanced in this cannabis space that we're thinking already about a cannabis business 2.0 because we're ready to go to the next level and our our population is ready to go to the next level.
1: Absolutely love that. Um, Anybody else have some uh, questions for uh, either Carlos or Mary?
4: I was just wondering, where do you get your um, students, your participants? How did you find them, or how did they find you?
3: That's a great question. So um, historically, PV Jobs is actually celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. So we've been around for a little while. Um, Our whole motto and our whole approach from the beginning has always been working with community-based organizations. So we have a network of over 165 community-based organizations that refer individuals to us. Um, Part of the $6 million grant, We wrote it in that we would have 12 community-based partners that we would not only provide technical assistance, but also financial funding. And so a lot of the people that are in our of Business 101 class now actually came from our street outreach team. We have um, heavily gang involved and um, gang advocates that are in the community that are out there talking to people every day at car washes at gas stations in front of liquor stores and really letting that parks and you know just letting them know like there are opportunities out there for you so a lot of the folks that have gone through our programs have come directly from the community either from community outreach folks or probation parole um our whole mission is to be able to bring the reentry population into our doors and help them find career track employment
1: i love 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 that and I know we're, uh, we're butting up against time here. Uh, anybody else have any uh, other questions for uh, Mary or Carlos today? Well,
0: I mean, do we get to announce Carlos's new title?
1: I've I, I seen a little bit of something uh, online. It says, uh-huh. That, uh, yeah, you Car- can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes.
0: We want to give a big shout-out to Carlos. Yes. He is now. Okay, you guys ready for this? Gretchen, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Carlos is now the USDA Commissioner for Urban Development. Oh! Yeah. yeah!
2: Oh
5: yeah!
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate yes. it. Thank
2: you.
5: Congratulations!
0: It's a big title right there. Huge, huge. You got a huge, lot of huge. letters. You got four letters in there. <laughs> <Four> <laughs> big letters too, all caps. And, uh, all caps. We
1: want to save uh, save the intricacies uh, for when uh, after you're like sworn in and everything. But um, what is that? Uh, just real quickly with that, Carlos. Uh, what does that mean for you, uh, for the industry, and for the people that are following you? Uh, I mean, it means a lot, you know,
2: having the opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, look at everything from an overall perspective and be able to try to change the landscape and how farming and now urban farming should be looked at. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it should be looked at in a in a way where, you know, it's it's about the people in general, and how do we change the the stigma in that field as well, that you know we, we're here and we're gonna we're gonna do what we got to do
1: mm-hmm. i love it and we're gonna get we're gonna get deep with you on that one um uh, after it's all official and everything but congrats, <laughs> big congratulations yes. on that man we've known each other for years and years i do uh, i don't take it lightly when i say i call you one of my mentors one of my ogs man and i appreciate you and i couldn't be prouder of this moment man nah, B- we, we thank you and jason for taking the time to you know having us on here
2: yes. you know High at 9 High at 9, yes. baby You know It's America's
0: number one Daily cannabis news show Number one, man Oh, yeah We're gonna take it To a, a commercial break now? Yeah, we can go to A commercial real quick Adam, do you have Any commercials, Adam? Commercial. He says he's says he got a commercial Let's, let's see, let's right see what we got see what we pop With today, man How's
3: it going, guys? Saman Razani Coming to you from Green Street Here with Jason Beck Smoking on the best weed In the world did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out.
1: Oh, yeah. Y'all know who it is coming up next. He is the longest continuously operating retailer in the industry, also known for smoking the best weed in the world. And this weekend, we smoked a lot of the best weed we in the did. world. We did. Good.
0: God, Jason Beck,
1: Yes, come on to the stage, man. I know you got some heat for us this Monday morning, man. What uh, you got? What you got?
0: Oh, man, I'm telling you what. You know what? The cannabis industry is full of ballers, okay, as if you didn't notice it from the Olympics over the weekend. Yes, okay, but guess what? There's a whole new set of ballers getting ready to come into the cannabis industry. I hope you guys are ready for this because the NCAA panel on Friday called for the removal of marijuana from the organization's list of banned drugs and suggested that testing should be limited to performance-enhancing substances. Holy shit, you guys. (laughs) The Committee on Competitive Safeguards and Medical Aspects of Sports recommended halting cannabis tests at at such events until a final decision is made likely this fall. Legislation still would have to be introduced and approved by all three NCAA divisions to take effect. Administrators in Division 2 and Division 3 had asked the committee to study the issue. The latest move from the panel comes as the U.S. is seeing more and more states allowing for medical or adult use cannabis use, and the committee increased the THC threshold needed for a positive test and recommended revamped penalties for athletes earlier this year. The threshold for THC was raised from 35 to 150 nanograms per millimeter matching the World this Anti-Doping a Agency. a lifetime. And last, last December, the committee that noted that marijuana and its byproducts nation. are a considered performance enhancing substances. The panel suggests stressing policies that focuses on the potential threats for marijuana use and the need to reduce the harm and use of cannabis products instead of focusing on penalties. For schools, That test, the panel said, officials said, use those results to find problematic cannabis use. Well, can any cannabis use be problematic? I beg to differ because otherwise you wouldn't have Michael Phelps and other award-winning Shikari Richardson and other uh, professional athletes that have used cannabis and are now being persecuted because of it. And this is Jason Beck reporting for the High at 9 News. What do y'all think about these new ballers coming to play?
1: Huge, huge, huge news going out there, man. A big shout out to yeah. my... Uh, my athletes and former athletes that had to deal with the rigor that it that it took for us to actually recharge our batteries in the downtime and get ready to uh, uh, to go to battle on the field again. And in Chicago, we were talking about this this weekend, Jason. Mm-hmm. We think that the Z Olympics they missed out on a huge they opportunity did. when Shakira Richardson got dropped by the Olympics because mm-hmm. she would have been running this. She should have
0: been the guest of honor at the Z Olympics. Yes, that would have been. been that would have been the move right there. That would have been very Zaza-ish, you know what I mean? Yes. Zaza Gabor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I would love to applaud the NCAA for this move. (laughs) I think this is uh, one of Rico's favorite items. I think it's follow the money. I think they're more concerned that they're going to lose athletes to uh, testing positive. And so they don't want to lose out on... Athletes not participating. I don't. I don't believe, frankly, that the NCAA is doing this because they've seen the light on the plant. I. I think they're getting ready to protect their wallets. But good for them. Of
0: course. I, I think you're 100 percent right, Gretchen. But I just. I yep. go back to that. To that movie. Um, oh man, what was the one with the, the 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 big guy? He was the football player and the NCAA. The blind side. Yes, the blind side. And I just wonder what would have happened if the NCAA would have had a positive stance on cannabis back then. As opposed to what they're trying to do now and how many other athletes that would have been able to have been afforded the type of college education that they w- should have been able to get if it wasn't for their lack of consuming cannabis.
1: And Car- Carlos, uh, you still strapped in, man. You had a as a agent, as a former uh, a collegiate agent and excuse me, not collegiate agent. But um Uh, professional athlete and amateur athlete uh, agent. What is your take on this? I know the times have definitely changed uh, since you were working with athletes directly, but um, uh, back in the day, could you even imagine this day coming in your lifetime? No. I mean, just dealing with sports
2: for so many years, seeing something like this is um, very positive. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, to what Jason has said earlier, you know, by doing this, It protects them because there's – it may be situations where, you know, it helps. I'll take the NBA for example. It helps now because now you may not lose a player to the G League. Right. um, Where, you know, the NBA decided no more testing. You have a player, high-profile guy go to college. He's losing all the money by not going to G League. He goes to – plays in college. Now he tests positive. Mm -hmm. There's a problem.
1: They they call him character issues yes that bullshit yes exactly
2: so it would be a problem so um it comes down to money right money is important because now you got more eyeballs on you know on the athletes uh from it's about the tv money the media money Mm -hmm. so that's the right thing to do i think i think congratulations to them uh to seeing it for how it is yeah.
1: And for those of y'all that do not know, make sure you guys Google my man, Carlos Dew, man. He has uh, brought up some of the, the dopest athletes in the game, some of them still playing right now. You might have heard of somebody named uh, Kawhi Leonard. You might have heard of somebody named James Harden. Uh, you might have heard of somebody named uh, O.J. Mayo. You may have heard of a couple of these cats. And uh, Carlos Dew was uh, the man who brought these, it brought these cats out of nowhere, uh, representing Sam Bernardino. You know, you know His last name is, was man. really Mayo? Yes, it was. Jeez. <laughs> yes, it was. How is OJ right now, man? It was the last thing you talked to OJ. You man. know
2: what? OJ is in
1: in China. He he's doing good. Getting that
2: bread. Yeah, talked to him. I talked to him uh, probably about a year ago. He was doing good. So good stuff, man. Yeah, just got married. So that's a good thing. China. Yes. Yeah. China. Mm-hmm. China. You can make a living over there.
0: Well, I, I have yeah. a question. I have a question. Are, are you sure that he was doing good? Because you know he has to say that he's doing good because he's in that, China. That's I, true. So we don't know if he's really doing good or not.
2: Right. Well, he had a good – he had a good – he had a good season. deal. He had a, he good, had a good deal. Good he, okay. Yeah. All right. He had a yeah, good season. That's good a, deal. That's a, yeah. So the Imperial then, leaders
0: yeah. probably aren't trying to axe <laughs> him.
1: And then then them Yuan, they they do they do convert over to greenbacks, just so you know, Jason.
0: Oh, I know that. I know that. I've been through the currency exchange plenty of times. <laughs> Very healthily. Mm-hmm. That Remy B baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
4: all right next yep that's Come right
0: on. you're right gretchen you're i was getting ready to i was getting ready for you gretchen Gretchen, you can't be impatient oh
1: yeah. yeah we've been waiting there's a
4: whole lot of sign about china over there let's go you, you <laughs> can't be you can't
1: be waiting you can't be impatient like that on juneteenth we over here tackling
0: black issues Come are on. you one of these china supporters oh, gretchen what are you one of these china sympathizers gretchen
4: God. Will that get you to move on to the next oh, story? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> coming up next. That's right. She's the red redheaded conservative that loves to tell pot love and libs all about themselves while taking China's side and dressing her dogs in in costumes from China. That's right. Rush. She's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and her very own little Washington insider. That's right, it's Gretchen Gailey.
4: <laughs> All right. Clothes. All right. For all you jagoffs out there yeah. named Jason Beck. My headline is coming from Marijuana Moment. Uh, Congressional Cannabis Caucus leaders react to marijuana scheduling update from top Biden official. Congressional marijuana reform leaders say they are encouraged that a top Biden administration official told Marijuana Moment on Thursday that he believes a cannabis scheduling review that he's overseeing could be completed this year. In the months since President Joe Biden directed the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and Justice Department to carry out the administrative review, advocates and stakeholders have eagerly awaited for a status update. HHS Secretary Becerra finally offered a tentative timeline saying he hopes to send this president a scheduling decision this year. Three co-chairs of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus weighed in on the news in statements to Marijuana Moment expressing cautious optimism that the Secretary will follow through with action in the coming months. Blumenauer said, I will be disappointed if we cannot make significant progress within the year. There should be a greater sense of urgency for this long overdue action. Blumenauer also led a letter to Becerra and Attorney General Merrick Garland in March alongside 15 other bipartisan members of Congress demanding transparency in the cannabis scheduling review. The letter said that Biden's scheduling directive represents an opportunity to make an honest assessment of the origins and implications of federal policy, adding that marijuana was scheduled based on stigma, not science, and it's time to address marijuana's existing reality as a state-regulated substance. Representative Dave Joyce told Marijuana Moment on Friday that he's glad to have the support of Secretary Becerra to work on a common sense extensive review of the scheduling process. And Representative Barbara Lee made clear that she wants the review to conclude with a determination to remove cannabis from the CSA entirely. Federal descheduling is long overdue, the Congresswoman told Marijuana Moment. We've been pushing the Biden administration to take bold steps to end the war on drugs, and hopefully they will. As lawmakers work to enact more incremental marijuana legislation like the bipartisan Safe Banking Act, Lee said last week that the Biden administration needs to take action on federal cannabis scheduling now, before the upcoming election. According to Becerra, who spoke to Marijuana Moment during a press briefing in Sacramento on Thursday, that timeline may actually be achievable and could even come months before the November election. What I can tell you is that the president instructed us at HHS, FDA in particular, to take a look at how we treat marijuana to see if we can update our review of marijuana as a drug and how we can make sure we treat it going forward on the federal level. Places like California have already changed laws. The federal government has not. And so we've been instructed and we're underway with that review as we speak. He said that HHS, along with other agencies like the DEA, are working together to try to see if we can give the president an answer that's based on the science and the evidence. Stay tuned. We hope to be able to get there pretty soon, hopefully this year. Once HHS finalizes its review, it will send a scheduling recommendation to the DEA, which makes the final call. The health agency's scientific findings are binding, but DEA could theoretically flout the resulting recommendation. We are working to get there as quickly as we can on marijuana, according to Becerra. Uh, I hope that is the case. I hope that they are working hard. We'll see. I'm hoping for some transparency like Blumenauer says, but I'm guessing there's not going to be much. Uh, this is Gretchen Pride, 9 News.
0: I mean, hard work is like an oxymoron when it comes to the government, Gretchen.
1: Right. And I think, that, I think there was a backhanded joke when he said that shit too, he said we're working hard, we're working quickly as we can on marijuana.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not buying it. But I'll tell you what, if they do come out with some rescheduling, I am hoping that they get a big quick backhand from the DEA and they tell you, no, 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 you're not doing it.
4: You think the DEA is going to come down the side of cannabis and deschedule Jason back?
0: No, what but my, my point is is that you I think don't, the DEA
4: is just going to say suck not, it, stay schedule one. Yeah, re-schedule.
0: I hope they do. I hope they do because unless this 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 committee is going to come out and say that we should deschedule cannabis, then I hope that the DEA does do that.
4: Why, why is that?
0: Because any form of rescheduling will have dire con- consequences on the industry that the industry isn't even capable of understanding yet because of their political astuteness. Speak them words. So
4: let's just leave this all a uh, whole illegal mess. That's your yeah, plan?
0: Yeah, 100%. Because the illegal way is the better way until we have full descheduling. Yes. Until we're shown
1: a federally legal mm-hmm. way. The legal That's right. Way.
0: Sometimes That's progress isn't progress, it's actually ten steps backwards in the right. wrong direction. Yes. We want to progress, not regress. Exactly. I mean? And if you guys right. on,
1: we'll, so we'll see. Undress. We're not trying
0: to be like some people's hairlines. Oh, you
1: taking shots? <laughs> what, are you
0: about? what are you talking about? You talking about? You talking about? What's, it, what's it looking clean, today, hey, bro? Man? Hey, you know what? If 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 it, if if if, if, if you know person, what I'm saying? Not, hey, uh, if, if you if you feel it, if you it's feel not, it, you know what I mean. It is what it is. Nobody safe. Nobody. <laughs> no one's safe, bro. No one's safe. That's for sure. That's right. Uh, I I
4: don't know if no federal action is the way to go, and there might be patients who disagree with you on that, Jason. I
0: would I would tell you that uh, if the patients do disagree, then we should have an honest conversation with them, and once they understand uh, what they will not have access to anymore, I'm sure that they will feel a different way.
1: And then also, you mean
4: safe regulated products.
0: Where, where are safe, safe regulated, regulated products at right
1: so 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 gretchen like i have to say you know as a medical mm-hmm. patient as well would i rather get something that i know and trust or would i rather just jump back into the opioid pool where they've been pushing opioids exactly for decades upon decades and um, uh, to no avail and this and sackler family still is not named in that lawsuit They're, they still get to move on with their lives but you know what the people who have died they don't have that same shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to Okay, be hold
4: on. Back on target. How I'm did not, we jump to, to opioids Pharma. out of that? I'm, I'm missing a step here.
1: Rescheduling versus descheduling. Yep. If yeah. It, if it goes to rescheduling,
0: then Big Pharma
1: just, mm-hmm. you just
4: hand it the
0: entire over. bag. Exactly. To them and here, them, Big Pharma. Yeah, let them take care of everything. Right? Look at this little plant. It's all yours. We do not And that's that.
4: just going to kill cannabis and send everyone to opioids is your statement. It
0: is.
1: Doctors, we, we've had this conversation millions of times. Doctors right now as a whole, not all of the doctors, but as a whole, they're not even highly educated on the endocannabinoid system. So how are you going to have doctors uh, prescribing certain medicines to you that they don't even know what the fuck they're doing? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the opioid crisis all over again. You're going to get people prescribed with what? Delta-8. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get people prescribed to what? and off-brand products that are only available in your state. Do you want that? Or would you rather have it from somebody you know and trust that you probably got from on the corner for years, mm-hmm. i probably get it. I'm sorry,
4: moment. but I don't know and trust anyone on the corner. Um, that's just Gretchen, ridiculous. You haven't, you
0: haven't stood on enough corners yet to trust anyone yet. Oh, I'm
4: not the whore that you are, Jason Beck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where this is coming from, but oh, yeah. I think people morning, would love to be? see uh, <laughs> oh. some type of regulated product.
0: No, they wouldn't. Okay. But I would do want to thank Malik, the suitor of music. Oh yeah, because he just threw up a super chat over there, and he says reschedule to deschedule. Yes. And only Mm descheduling is the only option that we are willing to accept over here. Oh yeah. Otherwise, we're going to be cheering from the DEA to give this committee a big backhanded backslap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: yeah. Okay. Okay, All right. All Mm -hmm.
4: right. right. I Mm -hmm. think y'all are crazy if you think. Pharma is cool. just gonna kill cannabis. You can you, oh, hold on. A second. What,
0: uh, pharma kills.
4: I think in a, There's uh, already invest- already signs okay. of them investing in it. I don't understand why you think they're gonna kill it.
0: Pharma kills everything I'm it touches. I kills everything,
5: mm-hmm. including yeah.
0: people. hmm okay. they,
1: they won't kill the industry, but they'll kill cannabis.
0: They'll kill the cannabis industry, and they'll just be the pharmaceutical industry. There will be no more yeah. cannabis yep. industry. That's just a sad reality, Gretchen. I understand. Agree
4: to disagree. Next. That's fine. Keep it's, it, keep it moving. We got six people here it's, today. It's all
0: right. You're wrong, but it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna go to. Oklahoma, well, so I know that I'm right. right.
4: You still owe me a hundred bucks. You're so totally send it along, Gretchen. Chief. Totally wrong, because I'm this generally Gretchen. right. And, and no, when, he, when he sends no, you no. that
1: hundred, won't you give eighty to me for my reparations? How about oh that, right? yeah. <laughs> you
0: want me to give Rico the money for you, Gretchen? The, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't the, think so. Those
1: slave owners, those slave owners posing on the back of those dollar bills, man, they owe me all
0: the Mayflower roots.
4: <laughs> My Mayflower roots were Puritans. We didn't own slaves. Leave me alone. Oh, oh p- how yeah.
1: How pure were the Puritans? How pure were the Puritans? I say, I just say that's good marketing.
0: Oh, we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The microtexture of the SE Pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. and. With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. and hit that like button make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not already and make sure that you check out our website www.hiat9news.com make sure you sign up for our newsletter and then you will get a email confirmation in your inbox make sure you hit that because you are not subscribed until you hit that little button right there touch it yeah that's right touch it also too thank you to all of our people out in the chat supporting us with the super chats because if you want us to really care about what you have to say then make it a super chat because otherwise it's just another chat love that
1: chit chat go super
0: oh yeah you ready rico
1: let's go man let's go so up next this fellow dope dad is a former norcal cop but now a security consultant at cc security solutions who's decided that cherries and berries were not the proper solution for Sunday scaries. Coming to the stage next, it is Chris Eggers.
6: Rico LaMeet, thank you so much for the fire intro. Happy Monday to everybody out there, uh, especially my fellow correspondents. My article today is, I found it very interesting, uh, from SF Bay Area. Here's the headline, SFO United, (laughs) excuse me, SFO United Staff Accused of stealing Marijuana from Checked Bags. This is from the SF Standard. Love the SF standard. Uh, A group of United Airlines employees stole marijuana from check bags at SFO International Airport for years, according to federal prosecutors. The Justice Department charged two baggage handlers on June 9th with conspiracy to distribute a controlled substance. Uh, and for the role in the alleged scheme. The employees, uh, Joel Dunn and Adrian Webb, allegedly enlisted at least three other airport workers to help them snatch the cannabis, load it into 15 to 20-gallon trash bags, and then put it in their personal vehicles, according to court filings. The attorneys for Dunn and Webb did not reply to requests for comment at this time. Prosecutors say the scheme dates back to at least 2020 when Dunn first approached another airline employee to join the operation. Court filings say the person later became a confidential informant for law enforcement... Dunn allegedly paid the confidential uh, source $2,000 each shift for their help, which added up to about $10,000 per week. Dunn was the operation leader, and Webb was, air quote, the right-hand man. Now, on June 8, 2021, cameras captured the two individuals and other employees moving black trash bags out of the secure area of the airport, according to prosecutors later that day. The two individuals were robbed at gunpoint at the SFO employee parking lot near their vehicles. They reported the robbery to law enforcement, but did not mention any of the marijuana uh, law enforcement confronted. Uh, two of Dunn & Webb's unnamed accomplices, October 2022, the unnamed people were carrying vacuum-sealed bags of marijuana that weighed at least 30 pounds, according to the court filings. SFO and United declined to comment for this article. Um, a couple other news media outlets are picking it up. I mean, what are we thinking about this? Obviously, uh, somebody snitching first and foremost right definitely
1: someone snitching absolutely
6: i mean they said it they said it they have they have a confidential informant this person was paid so likely i'm guessing that person got hemmed up you know early on in the investigation and flipped but um what are we thinking about this i'm confused on the math because
0: you said they got popped with 30 pounds and you said that there was a value of ten thousand dollars no, no,
6: no. Um, they got popped for 30 pounds, but the confidential informant was paid $10,000.
0: The confidential informant was paid $10,000 a week. To help with the team. A week. So that's it, a $40,000 yep. a month.
6: Wow. According to the article, yeah, $2,000 oh, wow. per shift, four shifts a week.
0: How long, how long, five, how long did, this, did this investigation last that this CI was getting paid this amount of money? That's cool. Well, that's not said. That's not stated in the article, but um, I bet the they didn't state that because we could do math around here. Mm-hmm. 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 Paying, one, paying one snitches more than people make over <laughs> right. salaries 30, in real careers. One plus one ain't three. What's that, Mary?
3: Ten thousand a week.
0: 10,000 a week. That's Come what I'm on. saying. Come cut it out for snitching.
3: Come on. For, snitching. <laughs> for snitching.
6: Well, Dunn, hey, Dunn was paying. So one of the suspects was paying, allegedly paying a confidential source $2,000 a week to help with the scheme. Oh, 2,000. Not not the confidential informant. That's the way I'm reading it. Um, but I think you were interpreting that the that the informant was getting paid That's to how cooperate. You made it sound. And investigate. I think they were getting paid to participate in the alleged scheme according to this article, but that's how I, that's what it says.
0: I don't know. $10,000 a week. I mean, you know, that's $40,000 a month. I can add real fast. I can go to quarters, you know, half years or whatever you want to do with that math, Christopher. You know, 40, <laughs> 40, a month is 40,000 a month, whether you times it by that's 10 awesome. or times it by two. Yeah.
6: $2,000 shift according to the article. Each. What shift about overtime? Away. What <laughs> about <laughs> overtime? <laughs> that's a lot yeah no need for the time
0: at that point oh
1: huh? yeah Yo, time and a half time and a half in that motherfucker. Uh, i mean
0: does it surprise anybody
1: no Gretchen, I, mean, I mean surprised i mean it's united airlines too
6: you're 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 doing something in like a heavily regulated like piece of the earth right that we're like I mean, like FAA is there, like law enforcement's there, federal agencies are there, the whole place I'm assuming is covered with cameras and you're seeing taking things off property. That's going to raise some flags no matter what you're doing.
0: Hold on. But I just love the fact that you said that they were walking out with black trash bags. I mean, that just sounded so, 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 so cannabis industry to me.
5: (laughs) Yeah. What about these amnesty trash cans that we see at the airport? Like who empties those? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Make sure you
0: drop off all your Delta eight in all
5: those
1: (laughs) (laughs) just fill it all up with delta
0: a products oh man man these guys they sound like they had it rolling for a while until they got snitched on but they were they were just jacking people's bags and people were just wondering oh man i don't understand i just got to my destination and i can't find my luggage
3: you can't really report (laughs) it yeah Yeah. like uh just take it as an l
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, take it as a. I,
3: I pack my puffco in my carry
5: on and not in my checked luggage. <laughs> I do.
0: I do agree with that because I've I've always felt this way that if uh, that that if I'm going to have someone take drugs from me, I want to see who that person is.
5: Yep.
0: hmm <laughs> Keep it in your carry on. Keep it on with you on board. Plus, it- you never know when you're going to have to use it when some crazy wackadoodle pops off on the plane.
1: Um, from a law uh, enforcement standpoint, uh, Chris. Uh, should TSA be abolished?
6: Abolished? I mean,
1: ninety-five percent, ninety-five percent failure rate of getting far- harmful, you know, uh, uh, materials onto planes.
6: What would what would the replacement be? It's just all, no security.
1: It's all performative,
6: right? And it just yeah, it, that's a tough one. Nine, is, it, is that real? Is that a real number, yeah, 95%, 95% failure rate? Well,
0: I think that 95% number was based off of a study that they did when they were like uh, trying to push stuff through TSA to see what was going to be the rate of what they caught they like on a drill, and they got 95% failure rate. Guns. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when they did that story, but um, we're going gonna, we're gonna keep it, to keep it rolling right now. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to roll right on into Mandy Tingler. Oh, yes. She's Carmen Sacramento and loves to show America how an executive lifestyle and motherhood all can go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. What do you have this morning, Mandy?
5: Ah, well, today, guys, I've got some really interesting food for thought. Atlanta, Georgia is really trying to – create a pathway to access for its constituents. Headline for the article reads independent pharmacies could soon sell medical cannabis. This comes to us from Atlanta Atlanta News First. The Georgia Board of Pharmacy voted on Wednesday to approve a plan to give independent pharmacies a license to sell medical marijuana products. Signed into law by Governor Brian Kemp, this move would expand access to medical cannabis in areas of the state that currently do not have distributors. Cannabis advocate, Stanley Atkins II, said cannabis changed his life. He was sick and losing too much weight. Doctors told him he only had months to live. It has truly improved my quality of life. I've been able to gain weight. This is not a recreational program. This is not an adult use program. This is a medicinal program, said Atkins. Atkins lives in Griffin. He has to travel at least one hour to get to one of the two dispensaries in the state. One dispensary is in McCoon and the other is Marietta. This concern is for patients with chronic pain who may not have at the time money or strength to travel long distances. Now we can hopefully have pharmacies in our neighborhoods, said Atkins. The Georgia Department of Public Health's low THC oil patient registry is growing. They currently have over 27,000 patients. The list of diseases that qualify for cannabis oil includes cancer, seizures, and post-traumatic stress disorder. state's Medical Cannabis Commission approved licenses for two companies. I bet you can't guess who. Brewleave, shocker, and Botanical Sciences. They are adding additional stores in areas like Noonan, Columbus, Pooler, and Augusta. There are more than 700 independent pharmacies in the state. Pharmacist Ira Katz is a proponent of the board's pharmacy decision. He said he hopes it will be approved. Medical cannabis needs to be in the hands of independent pharmacies, so that way we can do a good job of consulting with our patients. Whether it be a tincture, gummies, or soft gels, whatever the patients need, said Katz. He says these records, just like prescription, are just like prescription records, and will need to be monitored on a daily basis reached out to Governor Brian Kemp's office to see if he had any plans of signing the measure into law. told Atlanta News first that the announcement would be made once any decision was reached. You guys, this is very interesting. I mean, this state has pretty rigid access laws. I mean, as you can tell, there's only two dispensaries throughout the whole state, and there's only three qualifying diagnoses that give you access to them. This pharmacies this could be time groundbreaking so i want to get your feedback on this this is mandy happy monday hi at nine
0: i'm willing to bet this doesn't end up happening bullshit Mm. this is going to happen i don't think it's going to happen
5: no, for a conservative state like this to be bringing this forward to discussion is pretty big. And they have some pretty key players that are in favor of it.
0: I think I think it is it is big and it's in discussion, but I'll tell you what, if Kim Rivers doesn't want it, then it's not gonna happen. And the reality is so from if, a business
1: True Leave doesn't want this, mm-hmm. then it's not gonna happen. So you're saying that True Leave is
0: running Georgia's entire industry. Yep. Yep, and so I'm gonna say this is is maybe. They're using this as a way to open stores faster because the pharmacies are already open, right? So then that way, all they have to do is just plug into the product, and then they just add it onto their SKUs.
1: So they're killing the the retail market before it even starts.
0: They they may they may be trying to do that. That may be thing you know what that'll be a lot cheaper for them cost cost wise to be able to have as many access points to purchase their products as it would cost for them to open, you know, 50, 20 stores in in Georgia.
5: Think about what this does, you guys. Think about if just even one pharmacy huge. on the cuts was given access to trial this, right? Think about that.
0: Well they also have they should in also, so many ways. They should also be very concerned about losing all of their federal funding that they get for that pharmacy too. Yes, just,
4: yes, just, true. Is Dr. I, Felicia was, around at all? Is she in? I do the not house?
0: see Dr. Felicia in the house. I wish she was here. This is it?
5: Mm-hmm. It would have been clutch to have on today. Mm-hmm. Think about it though. I, one mm-hmm. thing that got me really excited and energized was the idea of pharmacists having time one-on-one, not just bud tenders. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't,
4: this isn't revolutionary, Mandy. In Pennsylvania, they required pharmacists to be in medical dispensaries when it first went through as a medical state uh, back in like 2016 or so. Um, and that was the only way that Republicans would get on board. So I don't think it's out of the realm that a conservative state like Georgia could not get behind a pharmacy uh, type market. I think Jason Beck is one hundred percent wrong, and will this pass? I'll put a hundred bucks on it, Jason Beck. What do you think?
0: First of all, Jason Beck is never wrong. Okay, that's wrong. Wrong. Yeah. I want to get in on this bet yeah. too. Uh, Jason Beck is in. never. Wrong. I think it's happening. Okay, and I just told you. I just told you that if it does happen, I told you it's because Kim Rivers is oh, using. Oh, here we go,
5: flip
4: platform. flopper, flip flopper. I'm not. Is it going to happen flopping. or not? I'm not. Yes flip or no. Flopping.
0: Okay, I gave you. I gave you two two reasons. Give me an
4: answer. Six, There's only six. one possible, two possible answers: yes or no. I said
0: I if, Kim River, if Kim River wants it, it'll happen. If she doesn't want it, it won't happen. That's my answer.
4: All right. So, so once again, Jason Beck afraid to put his money where his mouth is. I am
0: not afraid to put my doesn't money. Doesn't even where crack my mouth open is. the wallet not ever, ever, that, is, uh, that is such fake news. Carlos, do you have any thoughts on this?
4: Carlos, (laughs) do you agree that Jason Beck is a flip-flopping, yellow-bellied son of a
0: bitch?
2: (laughs) Now that that part, I I don't agree with. See, Jason (laughs) Beck is my guy. Yep, (laughs) there we go. To answer your question, you know what? It's it's a as a multi-state operator yourself, you you know know what? That particular question is a hard question because you, you you never know, but hopefully. It opens.
0: I will say this, too. If it does happen, too, it'll be interesting for them to do it in Georgia, because if they did it in any other state where all of this infrastructure was already built up around the retail aspect of it, it would never fly. There'd be so many lawsuits. It would be insane. Insane.
5: It makes me wonder how many people in in that state are identifying um, with PTSD, qualify for access. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean I mean I mean but Mandy, think about think about this, okay? You have a state that only issued out two licenses to two companies to control basically the state everything. Okay. And then they're like, hey, maybe maybe it'd be a good idea for us to have our products, since we're medical, in a pharmacy, and then we don't have to do any build-out for any stores. All we have to do is focus on creating products and, and loading loading these things up. And by law, these pharmacies would have to take them if there's any demand. And so it's like guaranteed shelf space from a retail perspective for a brand, okay? And there's zero infrastructure costs or build-out or even staffing having to pay any employees. So from a business standpoint, for leave, this is a win.
4: Ah. So you're you're liking oh, this model so now, Jason, definitely. and you will agree that it's going to pass. No, I'm just
0: I'm just I'm just <laughs> speaking to the economical facts of reality. Is that a easy slide or is it a, just a flip flop? Oh, oh, I don't oh know. My God.
3: <laughs> I think it's kind of genius when you think about it, because Georgia has been behind the curve. But this mm-hmm. is one way for them to close the gap really quickly and mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. bring product to the market. In a very efficient way, that mm-hmm. could be a model moving forward. So right. I, think I it's a, very interesting to kind like of watch tone. and see how this all plays out.
0: I have a question because I see I, I, I see just from social media, just just all kinds of different posts of people complaining about the Florida market and how a lot of the mold, the weed is moldy. Mm. Okay, now <laughs> what happens? <laughs> who, 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 hold on, hold on, because this bro. is a serious thing. What happens if a does pharmacy, this have to do with Georgia? Yes. What happens if a farm? Phar- uh, let's just say this happens. Okay. <laughs> and let's just say that there's some moldy weed that that's inside of this pharmacy. Okay. Uh. How could that play in contaminating any other people's medicine that would also be sitting in this pharmacy as well as all your aspirin is mm-hmm. all. You you H- see, where you you see where I'm going there. You see where I'm going there. Um, uh, so th- th- this could raise a whole nother type of problems, like what we saw with them experiencing in, in Massachusetts. And this could just, I, I don't know, it could go into a lot of crazy places. Just saying.
4: So you're flip-flopping back to it. Won't pass.
0: I'm just, I, the, yeah. I'm just saying, as I look at I it, mean, I think the legal liabilities,
5: is he don't know
1: <laughs> the legal,
0: the legal liabilities, you know, I think definitely outweigh the financial aspects but i mean i guess we're, we're gonna see and watch what happens but i'm i'm gonna <laughs> either, i, I either
4: have way, one last question so one last play out one
0: mandy. of the other ways
4: <laughs> uh, mandy just wondering did it say at all how many actual independent pharmacies there are in georgia
5: over 700 it said mm-hmm. oh okay. see
0: see look Wall at that greens. that's 350 storefronts for Wall each greens. licensee right there CBS okay franchised Mm-hmm. All over. Talk about access, 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 access. All ten, they got to do is produce thousand. the product and drive it there and drop it off. And here, here you go.
1: Get, get you a CVS weed license. Mm-hmm. Same. 10 mm-hmm. racks.
0: 10
4: racks. Ooh-wee. I'd love to hear what you, the count has to say about all this.
0: Five. Can you hear? Oh, oh, your audio sucks. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> <talking> <laughs>
4: <laughs> are we going to hear every other word of your story, Matthew St. Germain?
0: Yeah, I think. What <laughs> else? <have> to...
4: <laughs> well, don't worry about it, because that's all Jason Beck listens to, to base his facts off of, is every other word. So he'll, able... he'll feel right at home. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: St. Is, is Germain going to be able to speak with us? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're going to have to read your story for you, St. Germain? Yeah, we might. Yeah, oh, no. we might. Oh,
5: Psychedelics.
4: He looks like a little kid who's been sent to bed without his supper. He's like,
5: I know,
0: I know. He's all depressed <laughs> and man, I'm sorry, Matthew Saint Germain, bro. We love you. For those of you who do not
1: know, it he is an immortal. Oh. He is an immortal man. Oh my
0: god, that was amazing. Hey. Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man well, oh man why don't you just type out in the chat whatever you want to say matthew saint germain because i think you're going to be able to understand that a whole lot easier but uh i'm going to read your story for you and so if you have any comments you can do them you can also make them a super chat if you want just 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 for fun uh study psychedelics show promise in reopening critical periods in parentheses in the brain Critical periods in parentheses, you guys. Uh,
4: just read it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A new study for researchers at John Hopkins University suggests that psychedelics could reopen critical periods in the brain of mammals, offering potential for the drugs as a treatment option for those suffering from a wide range of debilitating conditions. The finding, which were published this month in a journal, Nature, prove a new expl- explanation for how psychedelic drugs work, say scientists, and suggest potential to treat a wider range of conditions, such as stroke a deafness beyond those in current studies of the drugs, such as depression, addiction, and post-traumatic stress disorder. The scientists also provide a new look at molecular mechanisms impacted by psychedelics, according to the university. Critical periods they have, in parentheses, refer to the time when mammals are more sensitive to signals from their surroundings that can influence periods of brain development and have been demonstrated to perform such functions as help birds learn to sing and help humans learn a new language uh relearn motor skills after a stroke and establish dominance of one eye over the other eye the university says there's a window of time when the mammalian brain is far more susceptible and open to learning from the environment uh, said said Dr. Gould Dolan, Associate Professor of Neuroscience at the John Hopkins University School of Medicine. He also says this window will close at some point and then the brain becomes much less open to new learning. So they're trying to say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But for the newly published study, Dolan's team... Whoa, what'd you just do? Dolan's team of researchers examined the effects of... Ibonagine, ketamine lsd mdma and psychoplacebin on adult mice specifically looking at the reopening potential of five psychedelic drugs and building on existing research that showed an ability of the drugs to in quotes to change normal perceptions of existence and enable a sense of discovery about oneself of the word of the world the research team concluded a well-established behavioral test to understand how easy adult male mice learn from their social environment. They trained mice to develop an association between an environment linked with social interaction versus another environment connected. With being by themselves, by comparing time spent in each environment after giving a psychedelic drug to mice, the researchers were able okay. to see. Yo yo yo! So, so yes. So basically, you got this. You got you got this figured out yes. already. Are <laughs> ba- you sure?
1: Basically, if you take psychedelics, it, it opens up a pathway to certain periods where you can learn more. You could uh, uh, you can learn quicker again. to adapt to your mm-hmm. environment and shit like that. Yeah. Is that basically what it's saying, Saint Germain?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Gretchen, what do you think about yeah. this? Awesome. You're gonna learn learn a new language?
4: Sure, why not?
0: Yo, would you use psychedelics to, the, to learn a new language? Hey, to all the fathers
1: out there, would the I personally? No,
4: I ain't got time for that.
1: All the fathers out there that was on psychedelics yesterday, man, tip my hat to y'all. I was at Jazz Fest, doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Happy belated Father's Day. I just wanted to put that out there.
0: Oh yeah, to all the dope dads out there. Yes, indeed. Chris, what do you think about this, this psychedelicness? And do you think it can work in law enforcement to help them with rehabilitation?
6: I have no idea. I'll tell you what. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I always learn so much from Matthew St. Germain's stories. Yes. It's content I wouldn't normally find on my own. Um, I'm very much appreciative of, uh, of, of these tidbits. So I can't say what it would do to law enforcement, but I should say that uh, law enforcement should attend High at Nine and maybe learn something here from Matthew St. Germain.
1: And so, the thing I love about yeah. Saint Germain is he's always down to debate. So yeah. hold on.
0: So Matthew Saint Germain, you're saying should be become a DEI expert? He should be DEA. D,
6: D-, D- R E, but no, yes, D R
0: E, yeah, D R E. already is. Yeah, DRE, I'm sure already is, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of
6: people on here are. I mean, we, I mean, that's listen. The bar to to surpass law enforcement knowledge on on D R E stuff is pretty low, in my opinion. So it, it's still. DRE. I
4: mean, if this if this truly is possible, I think this is an amazing medical breakthrough for folks dealing with strokes and all sorts of brain injuries. And yeah. this is a way back for folks. It's not just about
1: pull you out of the woods.
4: Uh, you know, learning new tricks. Mm-hmm. If this can really help people who've had brain injuries then i think this could be amazing
0: i think this could be amazing too i mean i have a brain injury psychedelics turn you into like
4: a- we all know that deeply
1: so, so, <laughs> I mean, so, so basically psychedelics can turn you into an airbender
0: i mean
4: i'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that's touching exactly that what one he said.
5: nailed not,
0: it yeah carlos you have any thoughts on this what do you think about this psych- psychedelicness
2: i mean i think it's dope all the research that's came out so far i think is dope i think it's something that uh it's definitely the next wave and i think we need to pay
1: attention to it
2: is uh, uh some uh, of these studies maybe maybe true it's mm-hmm. super,
1: super bad um ink are you guys looking into uh doing some psychedelic stuff i mean that's
2: that's something that you know once we get to with the scientists to start figuring out okay i don't want to just straight off the gate just start saying that we're going to do it yet but uh research is important and that, that's the next wave that we all uh, research.
1: Yes,
0: research and development—that good old R and D. You got to know before you grow. Is, Always is R and D going to replace R and B? That's the new wave. I don't. I don't
2: think so.
4: Even, even even poor Salem sighed about that one. Jason, back. <laughs> I mean. Oh my god! I know. I yep. know. That was a terrible joke. She
0: loves it. She Salem <laughs> loves it. Salem, did you see that tail wag? <laughs> All right, look
6: at that.
1: Fo-
0: <laughs> look at that form right there.
1: That's
6: right. Oh my God. Mm-hmm.
0: That's
1: a sh- that's a show pit bull right there. <laughs> yeah, you must be as a,
4: as a strong woman. Yeah, we must
0: the mailman must be coming pretty soon. Yes, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She's, she's no, it's woke.
4: Juneteenth. It's federal holiday. No mail today. That's why she's so sad. No one to bark at. That
0: dog is so woke. Oh. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, cute, 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 very cute. All right, so. This this is a wrap bro this has been a great show today man happy juneteenth everybody happy belated father's day to all the fathers out there
1: yes absolutely everybody yes. thank you all for yeah. joining us for another episode of high nine news you can always catch us weekdays 9 a.m pacific high noon on the east coast big shout out to the super fans showing love getting their comments projected live on the big screen today uh Everybody watching us on all the media platforms out there, tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos that you know as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing us all the variety of your perspectives and your respected opinions to the table. Uh, our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, The Vortex, 91 Club, all our sponsors helping us keep the lights on, keeping our AV struggles to a minimum. I think we were pretty good today, except for our St. Germain, so mm-hmm. big ups to the team. Uh, to all your haters out there, we love you. That's it. We love you. It was Father's Day uh, yesterday, and I hope I hope y'all were out there taking care of your kids. If you weren't, you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is Monday, June 19th, 2023. I'm Rico Lomita, the dopest dad on the street, and I want to give it to Carlos, man. Carlos, you have a, a, a good word to say out to the people to bring us uh, to a close today?
2: Yeah, uh, be safe today. Juneteenth, very important day, federal holiday, everybody respected. And I like to say my appreciation to Mary, PB Jobs, Super Bad Inc., Rooted in Community, and Do Family
1: Farms. Yes. And big ups to Anna as well, coming through another super fan, doing the damn thing. Have, she says, have a great week, she says. You guys have a wonderful week. Yes. Have a great week.
6: And big shout out to Adam. I think so, man.